Latinos Out Loud podcast. I never did a yo ha before. Wow. Did you just come from California or Texas? Out west. Uh, yeah, like I took the 405 all the way and I was like, what? This is the end of it? No way. A medman? Oh my God, right here? Oh, the end of the 405? I, 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 do, I could see you totally getting down with the mechanical bull. Oh, yeah. shit. I could see you getting on that. Yeah, like, oh, y'all want to see, you want to see someone ride this bull? All right, let me get on that shit. Yo, dead ass. Yo, no bull. I would, no bull. No bull. I would not do well on that thing. And that's why my ass has never been on a mechanical bull. Back. And there's a spot in Brooklyn that has one. You know what I'm talking about? It's like a Latino spot too. The something, is it the, no, that's the, the movie, The Raging Bull. No, it's like it's the something bull. <laughs> there was one on 20-something street. Like, Wasn't there one on 20-something street somewhere downtown, Midtown? There was one in Midtown. Yeah. That, that, that place by like, um, um, yeah, yeah. you know, over the Rockefeller Center. Yes. Over yes. That one I think yes. I have, I've been to that one. Yes. And people yes. were falling and I in never like got awkward ways, and I was yeah. like, "I'm not, I'm not even trying to do this shit." Yeah, because you could fall Word. like that. I mean, if you fall in like an awkward position, that's like neck and back pain for like a month. You know? <laughs> and also like muscles that you never knew you had. You know, like you get thrown in such weird pretzel positions. I've seen these girls fall off this thing, and I get it. It's sexy for you guys, isn't it? Like I, stop the ball. Like, stop the ball, though. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I don't know. By the way, listen, this is the Latinos Out Loud podcast. This is not the get on a bull at your local bar podcast. Or maybe it is. Maybe that's where you listen to us on a mechanical bull at your local bar. And I welcome that. It might be a bumpy ride whether you're on a bull or not here at Latinos Out Loud. Uh, but hi, I'm your friend. I don't do bull or bulls, Rachel La Loca. <laughs> What up, what up? It's Jay Ferns. No, aye. no bullshit today from me. Why? Yo, is your is your homeboy from you know up in the height, Frank Nibs. No bulto, you know. Uptown. Uptown. Yo, we are repping hard right now. Is it because we're always home? Why are we repping so hard? I feel like I'm always home now. So I'm like, yo, Upper East Side. <laughs> it's just because I'm here a lot, I guess, Uptown. that I feel like I need to rep it. <laughs> you got to rep, man. So in New York, you got to rep it like Alicia Keys, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, don't get it twisted. I'm from Brooklyn. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, speaking of Brooklyn, Frank, you've been like in every borough these last couple of weeks. I know, right? She's, I'm doing that production, man. I told you, I've been doing a, I've been doing a feature out in. I've been in Staten Island, Yo. going back and forth every day. It's, it's been crazy, but you know, I like seeing the city, man. Early, early mornings, like at four o'clock in the morning, heading out to Staten Island, driving Staten out there. Staten Island is the crazy uncle of New York City. Yeah, oh, that's another world, man. <laughs> yo, Staten Island, is, I don't know what it is. I look over there, it's like, yo, it's a, just a different subset of New York. It's just like, you, no one ever goes there. And it's just like, a, it's a yo, different it's culture. True. I sw- I've never seen anything like it. It's just bugged out, man. Well, to cross 
that bridge, you have to pay $45, right? So exactly. who the hell? <laughs> That's a slight exaggeration, but not much. <laughs> and what's what's out there? What what are we going out there for exactly? I don't know. It's a mixture. Of like a, they, even they left. I don't know. It's weird. It's Italians. <laughs> then you have a lot of cops. You have a lot of firemen living there. You have like a lot of, you know, the, you have the Wu-Tang and you got the, the projects out there. So it is a weird mix. They're like these dope fiends in the morning. I don't know what the fuck is going out there. I call it the, the island of Dr. Monroe. I've never ever seen that movie. Uh, Martin Brando did a movie like that. That's that's what I call it. It's like the island of ice weird. And don't forget down there to me, back in the days at this island, all those islands, they used to have like, you know, psychiatric homes and all these, these um, immigrants that used to come through. They used to come through those islands. And to me, they, those islands were like holding places back in those days. You know what I mean? So that island, I don't know. It's just like, you could hide out there. Like you could like, it's weird that like you, you could have disappear. These... You could be from New York, but then if you want to disappear from everyone completely, just go move to Staten Island and you no. will never be found. Cause... Yo, you, you're right, Joe Jamie. I swear to God, you're absolutely right, bro. Yo, in Brooklyn South, like I remember back in the day, we didn't have a lot of DMVs. Like the only Department of Motor Vehicles in South Brooklyn were like in the hood hood yeah. and not even in South Brooklyn. So like everybody in South Brooklyn used to go to Staten Island and they used to hate it. That was like the <laughs> biggest complaint on the supermarket line. Like, boop, boop. Like you're waiting in line. You're reading like the issue of good housekeeping. It's like, I got to go to freaking Staten Nine. Island tomorrow. And everybody on the line would be like, oh, God, <laughs> oh. by the mall. Yeah, the mall's like the point of reference Aye. for everybody from Staten Island. Oh, yeah, I live on Father Capitano, you know, behind the mall. You know, everything <laughs> is by the mall. Yeah, uh, my cousin, my cousin uh, Florencia. Yeah, she lives over there by the mall. <laughs> everything is by the mall when you talk to people from Staten Yo, Island. Like, Yo, wow. I used to date somebody from there and it was like, you had to... If I visited for the weekend, I had to stay there the whole time because it was so far. It, it was like so far away from like uptown Manhattan that it's like you have oh, to stay. Yes. You can't just be like, I, right, I'm, I'm out. I'll see you. You know, nah. no, because where am I going to take a ferry back like at 8 p.m. at night? What? No. Uh, it's like a double ferry deal, too. Yep. Right. Just to like get to Manhattan yeah, from no. there. The one know. thing I'll give some props is that some of their pizza places are. Are some of the best in the city. Well, yeah, you got Italians. You got Here the we old, go. Oh, you Pizza got old, King. Pizza King is speaking. You got old school Italians there. That was a lot of docks there, you know. So yeah. if you ever oh. get kidnapped and and you're being held hostage in Staten Island, um, and you escape, go to Danino's. Danino's <laughs> is <laughs> okay. Is, is a pizza place. Get, oh. <laughs> if you finally like, escape, whatever basement they're holding you in. <laughs> Like, you know, untie yourself, go to Danino's for a well-deserved pizza reward. And like, and that's a great place. It's a sitting place, too. If, yeah. if the family taking you, you know, or kidnapping you offers you like a last supper, get your pizza from Danino's. Danino's. <laughs> Tell them, all right, you know what? Go and bring me back a pizza from Danino's. Oh, right. I like preferred eating it there. Um, it was like a restaurant and they also, you know, you could get the pizza, but maybe they had like calamaris and all that other shit. Um, that's like the one like place I would recommend in Staten Island. That's it. Damn. This is like a local Staten Island infomercial. You and I just did like, (laughs) hi, I'm Angela Capadano and this is my boyfriend. Both of us have been kidnapped before and both of us asked for Danino's pizza as our last supper. Wow. 
Danino's Pizza, you know? When you just need, you know, when you when you just need a slice after getting sliced up by your your capturer. <laughs> it's so wrong, but it's so right. You know what I mean? Look, All right, let's go to the mall. Yeah. Um, well, Frank, uh, now that we're back from that tangent that took us far. <laughs> Through the woods of Staten Island. Um, and shout out to all the listeners we just lost from Staten Island. I know. We just, like, this, <laughs> well, look, the only thing <laughs> I knew about... Look, the only thing I knew about Staten Island was the Wu-Tang Clan, and that was it. So now, like, you know, I know Staten Island. So this experience is showing me, mm. what, you know, that's what I like about production. You go to places you never go to, you know? And I don't think I ever be back there Word. ever again. But, you know, now I know Staten Island, you know? I mean, that's it. You, you make Staten your photo. They shit on it. Like Pete Davidson from Staten Island. He always shits on it. Oh, right. <laughs> so it's not so, only us. Yeah. Sh- and it, it, hasn't um, hurt, it hasn't hurt his, uh, you know, his love life. I, mean. I, uh, I think it's really working for him, actually, because shout out to Pete Davidson, who just got a show greenlit, right? Mm, the Power of Lauren Michaels. Mm, a show about his the life. The Power of Pete Davidson's... Uh, you know, manhood. Yo, he's rocking That's right now, man. Popular, oh, I hope he, it's... I think he got more popular, not from Lauren Michaels, just from his his love life got him popular. You know what I mean? Wow. Well, congrats, Pete Davidson. Uh, I hope there's some revealing things in that show. I'd like to see more revealed. Mm. Um, <sighs> yo, I, I shot a piece of Superblocked, the film in Staten Island, mm. too. And yeah. every, everybody gets such culture shock. But you know what? Shout out to Staten Island for this, for having some pretty picturesque backgrounds and scenery uh, for these productions to come to the borough. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I it has agree. to be something. And I'm really enjoying your Instagram stories Frank, like you're these cameras you guys are using and like the actors and the scenery, the water. Wow. They're using a red camera that there's only two of these red cameras and they're they're very good at shooting in black and white. And they're really good in showing uh, uh, melanated people and showing the like the texture of our skin. So there's a lot of, you know, there's a there's a few uh, European, there's a few Spaniards, there's a few African-Americans and the director wanted to pick up on that. So there's only two of these cameras in the world. So this particular camera was shipped from L.A. over to New York for just this, you know, for this job. Goodness. So the the look of the of uh, the look of the of the grain of the the texture of, of of like the cinematography that the director's going for like it's I'm like I've never worked on a project like that so I'm like wow and his wife is the art director she's she's so particular about everything that's in the scenes that I'm, I'm like I'm flabbergasted I've never worked on anything like that did they have any like marital disputes oh set? yeah they they they're going at it on set oh they going oh, oh they going at it I, oh big time serious? oh my god woof. <laughs> oh my god we're referees and like, we're referees yeah, does, it, does it seep into like does it start as like a like a, a set thing and then becomes personal where is it like it goes this into isn't it, about it, art direction anymore it's about you not getting an erection right <laughs> please tommy tell me you got that <laughs> tommy please oh. tell me you're recording Yeah, but it's interesting. It's a couple, you know, and they're both involved in the project. And it's just, you know, it's very interesting, you know. Do you have any, did you pick, do you, have you picked up any tips on indie film by being on set? What can you give? Uh, can ooh, you give question. one tip that you've learned for uh, these, you know, uh, these listeners, our listeners who might be thinking about doing their own indie film? Um, 
I just think you have to kind of learn a, a little bit about everything because so you never know. an art director? Ew. Right. You know, yeah. <laughs> you got to know a little bit about everything. That's that's the way I see Keep it. Keep your family and business completely yeah. separated yeah. as taken from the 10 crack commandments. <laughs> okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. This this uh, indie film making world is is interesting. You got you got to be well versed in everything. I think you know. And I'm meeting some I, I, Rachel. I'm, uh, two of the people on set are from Brooklyn College. So uh, uh, wait, wait, yes, what? What? Yeah, These two yeah, Brooklyn College. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. So I'm learning. You know, I'm learning a lot from the young people coming on. You know what I mean? It's, Listen, yo, Brooklyn, Brooklyn College is College. no joke. They're good. Yo, shout out to our boy Raymond Rodriguez, also a graduate of the Brooklyn College, like theater and film school. Oh man, um, they're schooling me, yo. Brooklyn College is known for many things. One, me. Okay. Two, it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> the arts at Brooklyn College. Uh, the programming for the arts, the curriculum, the professors is—they're phenomenal. Yeah. The City University of New York, Brooklyn College. I mean, I have taken some of the TV radio classes. Um, I majored in business management and finance. I minored in Latino studies, in Puerto Rican and Latino studies. But um, I got to take some electives: theater, you know, acting, TV, yeah. radio. My mind was blown as to the talent that comes out of there, you know, uh, and also just how serious of an institution it is at yielding such artists. Wow. Like they really take pride in crafting the future directors and, you know, yep. anyone involved yep. in the arts, theater, uh, TV, radio. So that's what's up. Our boy Raymond Rodriguez is doing it right now. OK, right. he is a product of Brooklyn College. And so are they like recent grads or, or what's the vibe? I think one of them, uh, two of them are like they're like um I think they're juniors and they're almost graduating. Oh, I? And they're, um, they, they, both of them are working with the cinematographer, so they're good. I can see what they, uh, they on set, man. They, they know their shit, so I can see it. I'm like, wow. And I mean, you're from Berlin, um, you know, Jenny Jen. So I can see the whole trajectory, man. That's right. Genesis Paredes. Shout out to Jenny Jen. She majored in TV radio, I believe, or broadcast journalism. I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, another product of Brooklyn College. And, you know, shout out to their TV and radio program and department because Latinos Out Loud has an intern or had an internship program with Brooklyn College where they sent us people like Genesis to work with semester by semester. Genesis just happened to keep coming back and we welcomed her with open Latino out loud arms. Um, yeah. And then she became full time with us. And then she landed a full-time job with, I shouldn't, I probably shouldn't put her business out there, but with a major organization that supports huge productions in New York state. Wow. That's all I'll say. I did okay? not, as so, Johnny Carson says, I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. And wow. she also served as the red carpet <laughs> correspondent, you know, two years in a row for the New York Latino Film Festival. So just saying, we got to keep that talent pool swimming, yeah, people. Yeah, let's yeah, keep yeah, the yeah, yeah. let's keep everybody swimming and, and bring them over to the deep end. They're going to start in the low end, but it is up to us to give them training, to bring them to the intermediate and then the deep end and then watch them dive off the diving board Ooh. and win Latino Olympic gold. Wow. That's our job. But, yo, look, job. Enough, enough of me. I know I saw you out in California. Talk to me about Cali. You were doing your <sighs> thing out there. 
Don't I look so relaxed? Yes, Some you of do. the wrinkles like on like, my you, face you, disappeared. The greenery out there <laughs> looked amazing. That you must have had some nice greenery Wait, all around. No. Vineyards? I was like, did you open did you did oh, you that like, greenery. invest in a vineyard? <laughs> vineyard. <laughs> like, are you into wine? Uh, I know, right? You were like in all these wineries. Like, like what's going your... on? Are you changing on me from 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 green to wine? Like what's going on? Okay. So <laughs> I I had a party with the grapes, but that's all. It's really all we did. I didn't really believe it or not. I did not ingest that much wine. Okay. Mm. Um, Okay. I'm going to try to summarize this as best as I can, because I think it warrants itself or lends itself to being an entire episode. (sighs) The things I experienced, I was among Latino greatness these past uh, for three days last week. I got back late Friday night around one in the morning. Wow. And a lot of our friends were out there. It's funny where our worlds collide and we see people like okay you probably saw some familiar faces new york was running deep in apple the dominicans were deep okay i saw you with galindo i saw you with galindo i saw you with galindo that's the only one i saw i didn't see you anybody else i have to look (laughs) at your story man all right well i you know there's so much going on at this latino hive Let's uh, let's just call it what it is. It's like the Mind Hive. Remember I talked about the Mind Hive? It's a Latino hive. An organization or company, rather, called Iconexion puts this together. Shout out to Richard Rugnow. Rare is his brand. And he's been putting this together. I believe it's going on 11 years now. Mm. And it's a gathering of intelligence, greatness. These are disruptors in their own space. The people there, the common denominators that everyone there disrupts. Mm, everyone there's like there, as Richard likes to say, everyone there puts tradition on pause. Ooh. Okay. The traditional is put on pause for these three days. And, and these people who are out there also do that in their own rights. And I'm talking different walks of life. There were people in the entertainment business out there, podcasters alike. There were people in the finance industry. There were people in the cannabis industry. Yes, oh my God. I love it. Frank's like, wait, what? <laughs> so, I'm going next year. The high, no doubt. Yeah. So, you, it's like a process. It's also not really, I mean, is it open to the public? I don't really know how to answer that. I don't, I don't think it is to be quite honest, but I was invited. I went nine years ago. Okay. When I worked for a big entertainment brand and true talk, I'm going to bring you under the tent right now, before I give you some more detail on what dime, this thing dime, was. Dime. Here's the cheese, man. Here's mm. the, the true talk. Cause you know, I tell nothing but the truth. The whole <coughs> truth so help me Dios on this podcast and nine years ago when i was at the hive in napa same location same people (laughs) a lot of the same people were there but i could see the evolution of the hive Mm. and the newer generations and i was so impressed with how it was organized anyway nine years ago i was undergoing in vitro fertilization and it was a successful round so i went out there pregnant with twins they told me that my hormone levels were so high that it was likely that i was having twins and i was around eight weeks pregnant with the twins and and I didn't drink. I was like, you know, uh, you know, a kid on a diet in a candy store. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it was just so bad. It was all around me. But I was like, I really worked hard for this pregnancy and I'm not I'm not drinking out here. I came out here to grow and to build and et cetera, et cetera. So um, aside from that, by the way, it's not really all about the drinking. It takes place in Napa. 
because Latinos out there are disrupting Napa in and of itself. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Wherever we were, we were like, the Latinos are here. Like in the hotel lobby, the Latinos are here. Oh, like you man. just knew it. You know what I'm saying? Um, it turns pero I was out there. Napa. Ay, Napa. <laughs> Mira, let me close the loop on that IVF story is that I, instead of, instead of going to the vineyards of Napa, I was in my hotel room taking a Napa because I was pregnant. <laughs> I was pregnant and, and I, I actually went on a tour of the jelly bean uh, Jelly Belly Jelly Bean Factory, which is located in near nearby. You know the Joe's Gourmet Jelly Beans. Mm, the factories out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. That's, um, that sounds like something a pregnant woman would want to go on. It was so much fun. <laughs> mm, I'm in the. I have a craving for jelly beans. I'm gonna yeah. go. To the, I'm gonna go. To the I like factory. jelly beans. I was such a dork. I was wearing my hat, like Jelly Belly, Mr. Jelly Bean hat, and like going through the facility, really learning. It was great. Um, I learned how they made a jelly bean. It's really impressive. And I bought like five pounds of the irregular shaped jelly beans they were selling in the like gift shop because they were 75% off and I'm obsessed with the buttered popcorn jelly bean. That's my favorite. Ew. Okay. Yeah, I know. Most people say that. Okay. I hate the licorice so, ones. I, I can't stand the licorice Yeah, the, I can't stand oh, all the licorice I, I don't those. even know why they're made. I'm leaving the factory to head back to the hive and I get a call from my obstetrician um, and she told me that my blood came back. The blood work came back and my levels dropped and I was miscarrying while I was out there. And I called my folks. I called my parents. I was in hysterics in my car rental outside of the Jelly Belly Jelly Bean factory. Can you picture it? Mm. Can you? Damn. And they were like, come home. And I was like, I can't, I can't really afford a ticket last minute right now. And parents being parents were like, here's the credit card number, come home. So I come home and, you know, I wept the loss of my two, I don't know what you call it at that point. Everybody has a different word, but to me, they were my babies already. And going back nine years later was completely full circle. I am a completely different woman than I was nine years ago. I mean, I'm still Rachel La Loca. That ain't never going to change. That's my blood work. Mm. But in between lost five pregnancies, but have two sons, wow. right? I went, I went there nine years ago as a marketer. I am now my own boss. I freelance. I'm a comedian. I'm pursuing my dreams and entertainment. You know what I mean? And I did drink the wine this time. You're damn right. I drank the wine this time because I heard it through the grapevine. <laughs> I heard it through the grapevine. No. And, and it was just really a remarkable experience to also be performing there. The first time I went there, I was more of a spectator absorbing. And this time I had a whole comedy hour to myself. It Holy was so shit, great. So I invited some friends with me. Shout out to my friend, Eric Galindo, who drove up from Los Angeles to be the guest on Late Night wow. with Loca, live at the Hive. Wait, so you had a late, your own late night show, live show? Hey, How did that people. feel? People! <laughs> Do you have like a monologue? Okay, of course I did. And it's kind of like what I just said a few minutes ago. I spoke about my story and my 180s and my 360s and, you know, just being there. And also my dream of being a Latina late night host. Wait, did you do the Napa that. joke there? Shaking <laughs> <laughs> me. Did you, I'm pretty no. sure you did. You bust out that Napa joke because I'm pretty sure you did. <laughs> Last yes, time I, I was did. here, I, did. I was literally I taking out Napa. <laughs> I workshopped the jokes to a few people in the elevators going up and down. And I'm like, OK, I'm going to use it for my monologue. And I did. And I used it for Latinos Out Loud again. Nice. Is that OK? 
times two. <laughs> I don't know if the crossover is there yet, or it might be. People from Napa might be checking out the Latinos on our podcast right now. And guess what? That's what comedians do. They they use the jokes uh, over and over again. Okay. So back to my late night show, I had Eric Galindo as a guest. And I also had L.A. local Christopher Rivas, who oh. plays Mayim Bialik's man on Call Me Cat. Okay. And he also oh. has a one man show about our Papi Chulo Porfirio Ruby Rosa. Oh, and that's a Dominican. Also, but James Bond, yo. He also just wrote a book that he did a reading of at The Hive. So wow. this is a spiritual it's it's spiritual. It's intellectual. I literally had a sound bath experience for the first time. You guys know what this is? No, what, the is, sound that? what bath? is What is that sound bath? Yo. What is that? So we had a spiritual leader lead us in and she had all these bowls in front of her and one of those like things that you stir the bowl with and yeah, it yeah. was like emitting sound, sound and vibrate, yes, and it goes into your body. Vibrations. Yes, and it goes into your chakras. Yes. And, everybody was in their pajamas. It was 10 o'clock at night Ooh. and it was in a big like room. We were all on like yoga mats and had snuggly uh. blankets. And she was like, okay, for you guys, you know, doing this for the first time, you may connect with a vibration. You may not. So like, I would say about eight vibrations in, I didn't feel shit. And I was like, all right, it's fine. I'm, I'm always the one that, you know, and then she hit a bowl and that vibration hit me in my gut. Wow. I cannot explain to you what I felt, oh but I God. felt my gut vibrating inside of my gut, like in, like my pancreas, what? like and then and then it worked its way up to my brain, and then I knocked the fuck out. Get the hell out! And then and then I fell asleep. It, it was as if I were hypnotized, but it wasn't hypnosis. But I woke up to her soft voice. Wow. As did a lot of people. The, the girl in front of me was still sleeping. I'm like, yo, I think we need to get a smelling stick or something. <laughs> <laughs> like some sort of, she's not. But I woke up to the sound of her very soft voice and I felt like I was rid of some of the toxins. I don't know if that makes any sense, of but it course. felt good. Yo, you went through like a spiritual awakening type thing, huh? I did, guys. Yeah. I did. And I, I made some great friends and I made better friends of the friends that I had. Shout out to Juan Camilo of Dykeman Beer. Oh, yes, okay? of course. I remember Dykeman Beer, man. I remember Juan. Shout out to Chef Miggs of the 99th floor. I, okay? Oh, yes. Oh, 99. Oh, hell yeah. I remember. I know him. <laughs> shout out. I'm making some quick shout outs. Some quick shout outs. I can't go shout ahead, everybody ahead, out because you, I'll you be here all day. some names from back in the days. Go ahead, girl. Okay, I want to shout out Diana Heredia, who does the fabrics for Carolina Herrera, mm. Dominican from the Heights, who's the fabric selector. Okay. I want to shout out Alexis Garcia from Pero Like, who was out there with us. Um, Roger Adondo. Uh, there's just so many. I, I, Delia de la Vara from Unidos, who, who supports this podcast mm. with advertising. She's my so friend already. To Delia I love her already. De la Vara. Um, and, and shout out to just everybody who was there talking positivity about this movement, about Latinos just on the rise in our own fields. Again, we're all doing it. It's not just certain fields. We're all out there. The politicians, the financiers, the investors, the cannabis, you know, like the, this cannabis panel, I'll say real quick, you know, we had a gentleman up there talk about how he's a techie and has been building CRM software for years and developed a CRM software for the cannabis industry and sold it for millions and millions. Wow. I'm not going to put his business out there because 
but sold it for millions of dollars. Wow. And and, and he's not like, you know, he's not out there selling weed. Right, I don't right, even right, know if he right. smokes weed. Right. I didn't ask He's him. just taking it to another level. He's just basically taking that, that business and taking it to another level. His ancillary business, his cannabis, an, ancillary cannabis business around the selling and consuming of it is genius. Wow. And so many of us can do the same thing. I'll leave you with that. I learned a lot about the cannabis industry. And again, not just consumption and the strands and all of that, but shout out to those entrepreneurs like Roger and to Chef Migs who are doing it and doing it in such an like admirable way. Right. That was my three days, guys. Aside from oh, and shout out to Ariana Davis, who was also a guest of the Latinos Out yes, podcast. Yes, Ariana yes. Davis was out there I saw that. from the Today Show. Yes, I saw her. The, the writer a, a of what would Frida do? Yes. Oh. Yo, can I tell you that New York plane ride was? I mean, we did a conga line down the aisle. It was just two Latinos, oh. too many of us in New York. <laughs> They wanted us off that plane. They were like, ah, uh, we didn't think Latinos flew into Sacramento. So next time we'll just fly into Oakland. Yeah, <laughs> I'm making that up, but I'm just saying the, the plane was lit. Um, Jamie, I want to kick it to you. How are you feeling, yo? So I've, last week I finally got the big C, COVID. Wow. You wow. graduated. Can we Yay! sound the trumpet? We need some sound effects. <laughs> the COVID nineteen. Yeah, all right. Wow. Barely legal. So you had your sweet nineteen. What you did? What you got a hall. You went to the party. Face for your sweet nineteen. What you did? What you did? I was on Monday. I was feeling kind of like I was coughing a little bit, but a couple weeks before I had a little cough, and I went to the. I got a test negative. I went to you know. um you know, went to check it out with a doctor and they were like, oh, it's just an upper respiratory thing. So I was like, all right, whatever. It's false alarm. And then so mon- that last Monday I was getting that same cough, but it was like it was like mixed in with like some, you know, like some body soreness type. I was like, yo, my body hurts. And so oh, no. I took a test and that ended up being positive. Ooh, oh, it was bro. like I had to do the whole like STD phone call shit where you're like, yo, I think <laughs> you should get tested. Uh, everybody I was with the last couple of days before. Yo, yo, look like, out, man. Yo, I got that shit. I, I got that shit. Because I had gone. Wow. I had gone a couple places. I I, I, I went to a, a show on Saturday night and then I went to the car show on Sunday. At the Javits Center? Yeah. And I you, feel yo, like you I got it up, there. Oh you got too lax, man. You got I feel like I got bro. it there. Like, f- f- it wasn't the car show. It ended up being the COVID show because... <laughs> oh! Like, it must have been there because I just... I, I feel like I wasn't feeling... Uh, I wasn't feeling bad before, you know, before Monday. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the day before. There was a lot of people in one place. Wow. So let Yo, me... that phone call, <laughs> you all, quick, you know, everybody like, going in the same cars and shit. You know what I mean? Of course. Touching the steering wheel, picking their nose. What do you think? The model girl is in there wiping down the dashboard? No. She's on the riser in her bikini trying to get you to come to the Kia section. 
I she, can't believe you went to the car show. You, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. I'm seriously shocked. I don't even. But, yeah, I'm not even like a car guy, but I do. It is kind of. I'm surprised that you. Somebody Jamie. get your free tickets or something. Yeah, I swear what? to God, I don't know. Like it is kind of a, a something I used to do with my father a lot, right? But I never really oh, have okay, fun. Okay, that makes sense. I never really have fun in there because I don't really give. I'm not a big car guy, but. He yeah. seems to enjoy it, and so that makes sense. I went shocked, with him, and, and I just kind of follow him around. You know, what wow, I mean? wow. You guys are into like the like ve- most varied spectrum of things. You guys do the medieval festival, <laughs> I know, and man. you do the car show. <laughs> the you car go from show. modern times to wanting to see the 2027 Camaro. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> From like back in the day to like futuristic cars. Yeah. It's amazing. But I wanted to just comment on like the phone call. Like you're a married man. Okay. Yeah. So the phone call, like the STD that we're mocking, but that phone call for like a single dude, especially calling like a girl he did have sex with. Like, can you imagine how that goes? It's like, yo, you should get tested for what? <laughs> you know, like there's so many different yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's scary as hell it's for like, those that are like out there you and when know, COVID wow. was, you know look i mean yo you lasted a long time you did good bro covid is, is I'm not i'm proud of you bro i'm proud of you man i'm proud of you for so long i was talking to people that were like nah i had it like i already had it like three times and shit and so I'd be like, damn, <laughs> like what have I not what have I not been doing that you so you guys why are we times. laughing? God forgive us. Yeah. Um but oh, luckily man. for me, um I didn't get the extreme symptoms that some people get. Like I I, I didn't Thank lose my, my taste, which was what that that one would have freaked me out. You know, if I'm in the Word. middle of eating like a pizza and all of a sudden it's just like Yo, I can't taste this pepperoni. What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, Do not take the taste I, away from the pizza king yeah. of New York. Right. Please. Right, right, right. Or, take my taste for him. I'll go through that again. Um, I don't really mind it. I don't really like food. The king of food cannot lose his taste buds. I Hell didn't no. want to lose any major senses, right? You know, some people lose their smell too, you know? Right. You can't lose um, your, your taste buds. You will go nuts. No way. I, I didn't want that. So luckily, I kept all my senses. I just had a lot of coughing. And like I said... Some of the body aches, you know. I took a lot oh, of naps. Jamie. I was like really? Johnny. I was Johnny Napa. <laughs> <laughs> wow, talk about Napa. It was the Napa Valley up in my up in my apartment because I was a Napathon. I would, wow. And I would just take naps random spots, like sitting up on my couch, which I never would take a nap like that. I'm literally, literally like with like you know a straw in my mouth, you know, drink. You know, I didn't finish what I was drinking. And I just ended up the falling fatigue. into a nap, you know, um, and wake up. Well, and, you know, you I got that say, line on your face, that, that big ass nap line. Um, can I just say, I, I'm not trying to compare the two, but that's sort of like what pregnancy feels like. Okay. <laughs> it's like okay. it's like nine months of Johnny nap. Random. Okay. <laughs> Just, I told, I, think, I, so I think I told you guys in this podcast when I was working in corporate, I used to nap in the handicap stall of the bathroom. Damn. I used to set, a lot of room I used there. to set my timer. <laughs> yeah, you'd be like this up against the side. It's quite comfortable. I mean, I but, think I yo, napped while I was tea. taking a crap, a nap, a crap nap. No! A crap, a crap nap. Yo, I was, I'm like, this toilet is actually kind crap of comfortable nap? right now. <laughs> 
depends. Do you have like the cushy toilet seat or the hard like wood? <laughs> it's a little cushy, but I, I never I never wanted to nap there before. But it was very inviting. Not so this, bad this past week. But good news is, as I'm saying, the day that we're recording this, my I took a uh, I took a test and it was negative. So it's, it's out of my system. Yeah, yeah, baby, I love it. We all yeah. love a negative That's test. Negative. No oh, yeah, all right, man. You made it, man. My, I'm so happy, awesome. man. My first Ooh. one. So now I feel like I have like these super antibody powers, you know. Yo, you look. Yo, can I tell you something, Jamie? You look better than ever, man. I think it made you a better well, man. Wow, you, you look. Do. Like, you have a glow to you. I'm I don't glowing. Know. <laughs> you look like you're glowing, man. Your beard. Your beard, your beard is shiny. Yep. Um, it's uh, shiny yeah. AF. Yeah. Yeah. That's all the drool. That's from the drool. All the drool from napping. <laughs> it's making my beard oh, shine. Yeah. God. <laughs> Uh, well, that, we're glad to have you back. Yeah, wow, guys. No doubt. Um, yeah. This- so, yeah, um, crisis averted. It, you know, could have been worse. And so um, happy that I survived. And again, you know, it's not a laughing matter, obviously. But yeah, um, I, I'm happy to be on the other side of it. So nice that's um, good you're helping now man. i can go see do- the new doctor strange movie in peace <laughs> <laughs> fuck a mask i'm 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 you know i don't think i don't think i'm in danger of getting it like this 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 soon after having it so i'm gonna go see that doctor strange movie yeah. sans mask wow. and yeah i'm gonna just let it all hang out you know what i'm saying wow go for it you're like you're like mario when he gets the like do, 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 like when he gets the like invincible super mario and he can like eat the bricks and like eat everything <laughs> yeah. that's like you right now at least just for go month. Super at least mario for a month. eat the I'm bricks just, you know yeah so that was my week all right man i'm happy you have helped well, you, brother. sorry you were sorry you were feeling weak during your week nah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Don't use that on your late on your next late night monologue. Wow. <laughs> I got a lot of good puns in. And uh well, you know, Napa didn't really get them as hard as I wanted to. I hope it gets the podcast audience harder <laughs> than my live audience. Um, but yeah, I threw in a few, you know, few I will, punny, I, will I will say this when I was um sick last week what kept me interested and i think it's been in a lot of the news recently watching clips from the johnny depp amber heard trial oh i don't know if you've been watching this trial mm-hmm. um, nope just a lot Tell of dirty going a on. lot of dirty laundry wow oh uh, i heard some of it like i heard some their of marriage their marriage their brief marriage was just was a lot of just like chaos right yeah and so the whole thing is that they're blaming each other, like you know, they're both blaming each other, saying that each of the each of them domestic, you know, each of them were a, was a victim of domestic abuse, abuse in the relationship. Oh, like Amber Heard said that Johnny Depp hit her. Johnny Depp saying that you know Amber Heard was fucking him up. So um, Jamie, this sounds like a bochinche bike, bro. This just sounds like a bochinche bike. Like no, I mean, I mean it is. It's mm. like the most epic bochinche bike because it's like they. You know, Johnny Depp, you know, had pictures where Amber Heard shit on his bed. Oh, uh, I like, like this. A big, oh, wow. my There's a picture of a big, a, a little piece of shit on his bed that she did because Dang, I guess she was grimy, mad that, yo. I like that. You're a freak, Frank. And he stayed with her after that. <laughs> <laughs> like, she Frank's must be... <laughs> she must be good in bed that you're willing to go back in that, sh- that bed that she shat on. <laughs> 
and sleep. Yo. And, and sleep with her. Nah, but he got maids. You know, he, he got right? he got maids picking up the shit and all that. So he doesn't mind. You know, right? She shit on the bed. Oh you know, he got people cleaning God. up his room. You know, he's Johnny Depp. You know, it's and, no big and, deal. Look, and she cut off his finger. Damn. There's pictures of that. Wait, there's some irony there. Didn't he play Edward Scissorhands? Oh. I'm confused here. Wow, Rachel. Wow. Jeez. I'm yeah. confused. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She cut off his finger? She cut off his finger. Wow. Um, the tip of his finger. So she circumcised his finger. Uh, oh god why did, did you even know why what his finger do they the just would get finger. into a bunch of arguments and there's a lot of like phone calls between them i didn't know that like people recorded these phone calls so easily like there's so many phone calls that they're that they play on the, in the trial Damn. and it's basically like her t- saying like you know admitting that she hit him but then there's like phone calls with him and she's and he's super high and she's like why are you doing so much coke and and drinking? And he's ah. like, oh, shit. He's just like obviously like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Wow. So and, and um and there's text messages. Um and Johnny Depp for some reason has like a British accent. I don't even know why. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably playing a role while he's high. Um, yes, she did shit on my bed. Yes, like he's he's just trying to be very nonchalant. But I don't about know. It. I don't know who's gonna win. I mean. It's a very chaotic uh, court trial, but it's it, so if you if you go to YouTube and you search for there's like this YouTube court channel, and so they have all the clips like in a in a row, and I'll I'll, I'll you know I'll watch the highlights, and um, it's it's very it's like effed up like it's just kind of like you're seeing a lot of like what goes on like, in a real relationship. Oh yeah, she cheated on him with like Elon Musk. You know what I mean? Oh, bunch of, interesting. Elon and he Musk. still stayed with her. All the things that she did, she, like the sex must have been like on point because he wow. he was loyal to a T with this with this Damn. woman. But again, we don't know what you know. Again, he says he didn't hit her, but she's saying that he that he knocked her around a couple of times too. So I don't know. I don't think there's a good guy in this story. Damn. I think they're both dysfunctional in their own way. And um, I'm just looking wow. forward to see, you know, what the verdict's going to be. Wow. Sounds like a lot of relationships in, the, in my neighborhood, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the type of shit you see every day. Yeah. Yo, my girl cut my finger Yeah, welcome to the club. Exactly. You know, hey, you know, I fucked him up. You know, well, she fucked me up. Why you think they call me Frank Nips? You know? Look at my fingers. <laughs> 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 Come on, guys. I don't know. Shit done happened to me 10 times is, already. The question is, who's beating Gilbert Grape? <laughs> oh, Jamie. Amber Heard. Jamie. Uh, but yeah, that was, that was, that, I just had to throw that in. That, that's what kept my attention while I was, while I, while I was stuck in, you know, between my naps in your during nap my COVID of, nap world situation. I wonder if uh, the detectives from 21 Jump Street are helping him out on this one. You know, oh man, yeah, it's bad. I know, poor, poor Johnny. Bad. Yeah, just I jump. don't know. I mean, he's, he's... jump straight. Yeah, <laughs> what? he's he's not innocent. I mean, people are fan. That's when you're a fan of like someone like him. You that sort of like, and you're like, you know, oh Amber Heard. I don't really. She's only been in a. You know, she hasn't been in a lot of stuff. I don't really know her. You start rooting on for the person that you know, but. You know, Johnny Depp is probably, you know, not 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 fun to 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 live with either. Right. From a I lot agree. of he seems like he's 
he's he's been uh, snorting a lot of shit since uh, Ooh. since he's been um, you know famous, which has been like twenty something years. He probably got yeah a bunch of cocaine. In his- the white lady. Mm. Oh yeah, no. Yeah. Um, it's- so sad. It's so sad because he was such a hot pirate. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's just I'm pirate. when I think pirates, <laughs> I just think Johnny Depp. He was so sexy as a pirate. Um, oh man! Wait, talking about Elon Musk. So this girl cheated with Elon Musk, and Elon Musk is also in the news right now. Oh, He's yeah. all over the place. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Frank, I'm I'm looking forward because Frank. We don't have a specific Frank Spiracy news segment today, but let's make let's 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 do a pop up one. You know, have yeah, the pop up yeah, stores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, do a yeah, yeah, yeah. That good. Frank like Spiracy because I gotta know your take on this Elon Musk taking yeah. over Twitter thing. Let's do that. Let's do that, guys. That sounds right. interesting. Let's go. So let's pop it up. Pop it up. Right. Yep. Pop it up. Pop it out. Let's discuss. What's up with this guy, yo? Frank. Funny first that. initial thoughts. Oh. First initial thoughts. On Elon Musk and Twitter. Yes, we want to know everything. Okay. I mean, you guys obviously know he just bought Twitter, right? So this has started like, <laughs> this has started like a, like something really, really interesting, like in all circles, especially like in the journalism world. It's like <laughs> Elon Musk might, might get rid of cancel culture right now. He's giving like a free railroad to free speech, so to speak. So this is like opening up a lot of gateways right now. This is like a like this is like a like a revolutionary thing on on like the internet platform for a lot of people. A lot of people say no, a lot of people say yes, right? They even say Trump might come back. I mean, guys, hello. This is huge. Let, 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 let's open up the floodgates. What do you guys think about this? I mean, he bought it for 44 billion, isn't there? Other yeah. things, better things to buy with your 44 billion than Twitter. I mean, it depends who you ask, right? I mean, this is a huge medium. Uh, one of probably the biggest mediums, you know, coming up in the internet internet age. So this acquisition is huge when it comes to politics, when it comes to democracy. This is like, I mean, really huge. And we're going to get into it. But, I mean, you guys experience cancel culture. I mean, I'm not going to go into it, but I don't know. Well, you guys personally, like, were asked to take off some of your stuff back in the day off of... right. I know you were big on Twitter, Jamie. Like, so is this a good thing or a bad thing? Like, he may give a platform back to people to be who they want to be and say what they want to say, right? I mean, I think his, you know, he's all about free speech. But what right. he doesn't really know, like, there are, you know, yeah, obviously free speech is, is great. But a lot of the, re- you know, one of the main reasons Trump was taken off was that, you know, he was putting up hate speech. Right. He was putting, you know, and, and other people were taken off because they were giving out threats, violent right. threats to people, right. harmful misinformation. Trump was always giving out misinformation from right. your president, you know what I mean? Where people are like literally like listening to every word he says because a lot right. of, you know, as we know, you know, the country's full of sheep. Right. And so mm. I think those are the things that I feel like you do need parameters on at times. Right. There's free speech and then there's hate speech. There's the other stuff that can really be problematic. And it's not like it's not like woke problematic. It's like obvious problematic. You know, hate speech in any form is like effed up. Right. So if if he's gonna be like anybody can write anything on Twitter, 
and that's that, then you're kind of promoting anything that goes on there, right? And so, again, it's all about who owns it and what their kind of... I get whoever owns... If he owns it now and it's going to be the Wild Wild West, like anything goes, then that's on him. That's his... That's his platform, you think? And if you don't like it, then you don't have to be on Twitter, I think. Right. But a lot of people... You know, I don't think he understands the, the... the, I don't think he understands like the difference between just being having free speech and also kind of the type of free speech that can be harmful. Right, right. That that's a difficult uh, line to walk. I think. Um, yeah. I don't know how he's going to do it, but uh, there's an interesting article on on in the time on Time Magazine about his acquisition of this. And we also have like uh, Cambridge Analytical. I talked about this. How Trump and this happened in 2018. Yeah. How, you know, politics and social media are getting intertwined and we're not really like really zoning in on it and seeing how it's affecting our lives. And we're seeing these elites buying these platforms and what's going to happen to us and to our mindset and to our democracy while these elites, you know, acquire these platforms that were really a free willing, free speech uh, a platform for a lot of, of, of us citizens. So a lot of people are really looking at this and they like, yo, what's going on? So I don't know. This is going to be very interesting. Um, I don't know, Rachel, what you think about it, um, but I don't know. Well, guys, Elon Musk, let's discuss his net worth, in case you're wondering, is two hundred and sixty four point six billion dollars. People. Okay, and I think that's like I think Jeff Bezos might be second to him wow. and his net worth is 177.5 billion. That's incredible. Oh. Just to put things in perspective. Wow. So Elon Musk, Frank, my question to you is like, you know, the the conspirators are saying that this is almost him making a mockery of Of course. Of I'm going to tell you what he's going to do eventually. Like, Guys, look, Elon Musk. This is, a, is this joke money? Yes, this is this is, is this, is, this is like this is like petty cash money for him. This is nothing. Come on. Yes, I'm gonna tell you what he's doing. Basically, he's buying Twitter right now to open up free speech. And don't forget, right now, I talked to you guys about the Neuralink, the uh, cap that he's invented already. Yes, Tesla, the Neuralink cap right now in Chile is the first country to pass the neural rights law. It's a legislation giving rights to neural technologies and it includes brain rights in its constitutions. So right now, Elon Musk has control of people's brain rights. Like he can go into your brain. You guys have to go look into this. Okay. It's yes. Okay. (laughs) And you guys don't remember back then I did a whole thing about Sophia. She's the first, um, like, you know, AI that was given rights in Saudi Arabia. And right now, you know, now these AI, look, as a matter of fact, Elon Musk said that the greatest threat to human society is AI technology. And he's put it out there mm. and people are not paying attention. And there's mm. like constitutions coming into effect, giving rights to people's brain rights. Your brain rights will be taken away perhaps in the near future. So you have countries already coming out with these constitutions. And I think to me, they have to start giving rights to these AI machines or humanoids as i would call it i have another frank spiracy theory i think elon musk is a humanoid <gasps> it just hasn't come out and i think suckleberg is also one and i think Bessels is one also by the way okay oh my god yep and i got something better to tell you guys 
the person by the name of Werner Von Braun, who is the father of NASA, you guys have heard mention him many times. Werner Von Braun was uh, one of the 12 Nazi uh, biggest uh, scientists, and he was hired after the fall of the Third Reich, and he was hired by NASA. Okay, Whoa. and he is the father of NASA. And he wrote a book mm. in, uh, I think, in 1952, and it's called The Project Mars, A Technical Tale, a book that imagined a human colonist on Mars would be led by a person called Elon. <gasps> yep. What? Yes. I don't know if that's any coincidence. And you guys remember on the 100th episode, I said something, and I always said to myself, why I ever said this? And I said to myself, on the show, I said, in this world, there are no coincidences. And that's a, a, a quote that Elon Musk made. So who Elon Musk is, I don't know. We don't know. But this man is, I think he's going to take the world into a different uh, stratosphere, so to speak, with Twitter. And he's going to open up the world to a lot of possibilities. And I think he is a world leader and he's going to open up a lot of pathways for us as a civilization when it comes to technology. And he's here and he's now... And a lot of things will be divulged with Elon Musk, I think. And the most controversial thing he's probably going to do on Twitter is is he wants to give uh, Twitter an edit button. Ooh. Finally, like, people can, like, change up their... <laughs> I don't know. Go I, back. I, in the past, I know, yeah. Like, I'm like, damn it. I just, I can't. I wish I didn't send this because I see I, I I'll catch him in spelling. Or, a like, typo. I want to say yeah. a joke a little bit, you know, a little bit cleaner. And now, you know if what? he has I the hate... edit button, it'll be, that's it. You could change all shit. I hate, like, when you put a tweet out there, and I don't really tweet that much, but when you put a tweet and you tag the wrong person. Mm. So, like, let's say you want to, like, tag somebody famous, or in my case, complain to, like, the MTA. So, like, instead of adding the MTA, I'm, like, adding, I don't know, like, MTA Bakery of Brooklyn. And I'm like, no! I didn't mean <laughs> to add, like, a local Italian bakery and Sheep said Bay. No! The PTA. Trying to like contact these teachers and shit. <laughs> WNBA. I mean, I don't. I don't even know. I don't even watch sports. You know what I'm saying? It's so annoying. But I am all for the ed- edit button. Why not? Yeah, but you know what I don't like about that is like you know like when like no one can ever like when they do a controversial tweet like a celebrity or someone well known. They can easily like edit it, uh, uh, you know, edit what mm. they originally wrote. You know what I mean? Mm. To make it seem like, yeah, that I, is wait, true. I didn't write that shit. Chill, chill, chill. Like they'll oh, look no. at it and they'll be like, oh, I got to change this shit right away. So. You know, when we were with Room 28 and went out to L.A. to shoot the show and we had to delete some of our tweets. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, I remember that. that. I yeah, had some jokes was... in there that I had to take off. Damn, Jamie, you had some good shit back in the day, yo. No, and it wasn't. It wasn't like, oh my god, Jamie. It was more just like you had some fire, fire shit. You, I, you had to. That I wish you would. Your shit was still there. Like you had some just fire like shit back in the day. Aggressively like R rated at times. And right, like, but that thing the, to me. Was, that, why did I think? Why did I think this was? I think to me, yeah, you guys, like you know, yo, your comedy is your comedy, you know, and I think to me it. Being taken away, I think I don't know. I I find it kind of the whole cancel culture thing, you know. That's just my. Well, they opinion. were all jokes. Well, I never really talked in, in on Twitter. I don't think for the most part I've never really just like thrown out my you know beliefs on Twitter. Right. Everything it's I've, all jokes. Everything it's all I jokes. put on Twitter was like a straight joke. Like right, you know? right. 
Same, same here. But it was no easy task to scroll back, right? Mm. Like, even with, you know what I'm saying? It was no easy task to scroll back from, like, years. Way and back There's when. apps for that, though. Yeah. There's apps for that. Oh, I did wow. the old-fashioned yeah. route. No, I did an app. Oh, I did not. I, I was like, <laughs> old tweets. I just, I Googled old tweets and, like, five five sites came up. And I was like, all right, let me kind of pinpoint exactly where I want to start. You're so Smart. Holy shit. I was there for like nine years, but I didn't have a lot to delete. The the report that they furnished uh, asking me, it was not that much. No, you know, they, had, a, they had some jokes uh, that were like, I'm this good. might be I'm a little a bit girl. questionable. And I was like, yeah, I guess so. I guess you could say that. Word. Jamie, this is another exciting portion of the show. I'm excited. Very excited. I'm excited. Okay. Put your glasses on because you're going to want to hear and see this. Even though this is a podcast and it's audible and some of you may not wear glasses. It's fine. But this is so exciting for a multitude of reasons. First of all, we're about to introduce a new segment on Latinos Out Loud. Okay. <laughs> Booyah. A new segment coming at you. Okay. It's like a new spice. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's like adobo, you know, the next adobo. Okay, because they came out with adobo light and I was like, oh, shit, the blue cap. Yes. But now this is the next adobo for podcast. This is the next level Yo, of adobo-ness. Jamie, we are about to introduce a new segment and we're going to be reviewing books written by Latino, Latina, Latine, Latin, que si o que authors. Nice. Books. Okay. Because I'm... I feel the need to read. To read. Okay. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. Okay. Now, not only are we going to do this segment, which we're going to get to in just a sec, but guess who our literary review editor is? Like, you're never going to guess. I'm just going to say it. Okay. Her name is Annabelle Soto, and we went to high school together. Midwood, Please. Please, guys, I love this woman so much. She's an author. She's doing incredible things in the literary space. So who better to run this segment? Yo, drop the segment intro. You guys, it's here. Annabelle Soto. Please put your books in the air one time for Annabelle Soto. Hi, girl. Thank you, guys. I'm so happy to be here with you guys. I'm beyond excited. Beyond. Now I'm home. This is my home, too. Thank you so much, Rachel. Thank you, Jamie, for that amazing intro. Um, uh, Again, like Rachel said, my name is Annabelle Soto. I'm a former beauty executive, your girl uh, about town, turned into a mom, um, following her writing passion, and now my reading joy, I get to share it with you guys. Yeah. All right. Okay, Annabelle, I have a question. Are you, are you, do you still read, like, do you still prefer physical books or do you, do you read mostly out of from a Kindle or, or I an, love I, touching an iPad? A book. I love physical yeah. books. Ah. It just feels different. Um, I like the sanctity of holding a book in my hand and saving it, and maybe I can give it to my daughter to read. Um, I prefer hard covers. I know they're heavier, but I just love that. I like to see them on my bookshelf lined up pretty. I don't bend the pages. That is a no-no. Yeah. Ooh. No, I yes. just put up a bookcase and it's like a bookshelf and it's like you really kind of like 
wait, I need more new books. I need shiny, you know, <laughs> books that really pop. You know what I mean? So it's almost well, also like stylistic thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I love to see yeah. what other people do in their uh, bookcases. So like, I love knowing what women <laughs> carry in their purses. I love to see yeah. how people decorate their bookshelves. You know, some people do by genre, other people do by color. It's all right. Yep. There is no wrong. Wow, that is fascinating. Yeah. I do by genre and I didn't even realize. I'm looking now, I'm like, okay, I've got my Bible stuff on one side, then my Archie <laughs> comic books on the other. Interesting. Okay. All important. Uh, reads. There's quite the All spectrum here. Reads. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Annabelle, aside from knowing you for 7,000 years, I mean, Jamie, Annabelle and I were cheerleaders together in high school. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we were on the squad, like the squad, the best cheerleading boosters and twirling squad in Brooklyn. Wait, Aside from that, dead. then what was happened? Was there a name? What was the name of it? Did you have the cheer name, uh, squad name? Well, yeah, we were the MHS girls, Midwood High School, and we okay. represented the Midwood Hornets. A lot mm -hmm. of people referred to us as the Midwood Whore. Nits, which oh. I didn't really appreciate. You know, we were in high school, people. I didn't really lose it until like final year. So I don't know. Who you calling a whore knit? You know what I mean? I know. Remember that? Watch it. Remember that? They tried to play us. Anyway, um, aside from that, then I run into Annabelle years later through what, a different what? walk and prism of life, a more yeah. beautiful one, literally beauty. She mentioned she was a beauty executive. I worked at People in Espanol magazine among several other media brands and mm -hmm. we would cross paths from time to time. She was at Lauder for a while. Okay. And right. Estee Lauder girl. Like I you was. have done so, so much. And now you're a published author. I'm so proud of you, girl. Can I just take Aww. a moment to tell you that? I know I've, I've said it on your Instagram page Thank several you, times. My but you're an inspiration. I cannot wait to hear your POV and your expertise in reviewing these wonderful books that have been sent to us. And, and shout out to all the authors and their publicists and the people who yes, are looking to you. us to help elevate these authors because that's really what we want to do here on Latinos Out Loud, right? Absolutely. Um, uh, I love, so I love the challenge of having to read more because every year I start with the goal, I'm going to read this many books and I always fall a little short. So I'm really excited to, to read more, to read more, uh, books by Latinos, Latins, Latinx, whatever. Um, and I'm excited to share with, uh, the listeners and to hear their feedback and their recommendations. I want it all. It's exciting. I'm really glad that you're the one doing this segment because if it was one of us, I think we'd probably be like only read up to like chapter two or three. <laughs> and then so it'd be like, wow, his, a lot of his explanation of the book is from, is from the early pages. <laughs> so, yeah. So, like, you know, he meets the girl and then they just meet. And, and then, you know, stuff you know, happens. But I like the part when he met and the girl. Right. Frank's not here today, but Frank be like, yo, there was no pictures in the book, so I ain't even open it. You know what I'm saying? I ain't see pictures, and I'm like, no, I'm out. And I don't want to ruin it, but it doesn't end well for Romeo and Juliet. Let me just say that. I'm not going to say anything else. So what are we starting with? I'm so excited. I want to hear. I want to like. I'm excited, too. I'm excited. Okay. This book is called As You Look. Uh, it's by Veronica Gutierrez. 
Um, and this novel is a page turner for my people who like um, mysteries or detective novels. Uh, so I'm telling you guys, you're going to devour this one. I was able to read it very quickly because I just had to know what was happening next. The Ooh. author, Veronica Gutierrez, is a former, get ready for all of this, community organizer, civil rights attorney, municipal employee, nonprofit leader, and a corporate executive. And wow. we get all of that into the pages of this book. So I felt like I had a mini education on each of her roles um, because there were different characters that all played a part um, in each of those Things that she and she plays there. third base for her softball team. <laughs> <laughs> and there's that. And yeah. she's a curandera. No, I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> uh, I especially enjoyed reading the good and the ugly of labor unions that happened in this novel. I thought that was very interesting because I have some experience dealing with labor unions. So that was fun for me. Um, the protagonist is a Latinx lesbian investigator. And I love the tenderness between her and her partner. Um, the author does such a good job, um, you know, not making it over the top, but you just see those moments between them. Their relationship felt very real. And I love the protagonist's relationship with her family. Again, like you said, um, Jamie's family is a common theme among our books because it's so important in our lives. Um, the author, another thing that I really enjoyed, the author was born and raised in Boyle Heights, a neighborhood in Los Angeles, California. Hi. And being a huge fan of Netflix's Hentified, which I am obsessed with, I love <laughs> getting to know the neighborhood through the lens of someone who intimately knows it and can speak to the change it has undergone. Um, so like me, I'm a Brooklynite. And the changes that have happened here in Brooklyn in different neighborhoods, I could relate to what they share of Boyle Heights because we've seen it too. So that was really enjoyable for me. I love that. Um, yeah, those those are the meatiest things that I can share without uh, ruining anything. Uh, there you have it, my LOL literarians. Um, you have a choice like, like of that. these I two like amazing books by two uh, powerhouse Latinas. I like that books, especially that second book. Books <laughs> can also tell stories that, like, that network network executives probably wouldn't greenlight, like a, a Latinx lesbian yeah. private investigator, like right. with that. Would that be a show? Would they would they green like that show? We get yeah. in there. You know, we so get in there. We get, we get in there. there. So the fact that yeah. you can read it in a book and kind of see it in your head and it becomes mm -hmm. something something that you could kind of like follow like a shit like, you know. Um get off the Netflix, pick up a book and read 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 something like that because Definitely. I think it's really Definitely. And this book to your point, we wouldn't have seen this book 5 years ago. Definitely not 10 years right. ago. So right. we're we're getting there. We are getting there. Mm. We are. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, this was LOL Lit. And I have to say, uh, the name lived up to the segment. It was lit. Uh, literally. <laughs> literally. She's and just literally. literally. It was lit. 
Yeah. I love the name, guys. You know I love a good name. Latinos out loud. All right? I just want to calm down. I just love the name. I love the segment. I love Annabelle. I love books. I love to read. You're so inspiring. Uh, seriously. You're just giving everybody a jolt right now. Jamie, you're right. Why do we turn on the TV or get on the phone as soon as we get home? Look at all these wonderful books out there. And right. by our gente. Our people, Mi our gente. people are writing and getting published, including Annabelle. Check out her book. I'll do your PR. Snowy Day, a children's book. So, so beautiful. Wait, could you review that book? How about your own? Tell everybody <laughs> about your own book before we sign off on this first segment of LOL Lit. Well, I may be biased, guys, but here, here it goes. <laughs> um, I've always loved writing. Um, but when I had my daughter, a whopping, how old is she? She's going to be 10, a whopping almost 10 wow. years ago. Um, I really wanted her to see a book with a character that looked like me and a character that looked like her. And guys, I wanted a quick nighttime story. These kids, they reach for these long novels at night and I'm tired. I want to go to bed. It had to be quick. It had to be cute and it had to be quick. And that's how Snowy Day was born. (laughs) I love that. It's so beautiful and touching. And your daughter and her daughters and sons and their daughters and sons (laughs) will always have that published piece of work written by great, 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 great grandma Annabelle. You know what I'm saying? That That is so beautiful. It's like what we're seeing. It's like what we're seeing with Encanto, how, you know, that kid from Queens looked like Antonio, and then it got all this, like, international acclaim. You're doing the same thing in the literary space, girl. Listen, I know everything in Encanto. I know all the songs. (laughs) Uh, If you cast me in it, I will know all the parts. I know everything. I've seen it a thousand times. You know there's going to be remakes out there. There's going to be shows. There's already, like, lines of clothes. I just ordered a shirt for my kid that says, dude, we don't talk about Bruno. I, I mean, it's for everywhere. Yeah. It's at, they're out there. They're really cute, too. And they do make them in adult sizes, but I just couldn't so buy it for cute. myself. I don't know. I just couldn't. But it says we don't talk about Bruno. It's so cute. All right. Well, uh, we uh... spoke a lot here. Um, we're still not going to talk to Bruno, but we're going to have to talk to you next time, Annabelle. Please, one time for Annabelle Soto, our literary review editor for LOL Lit, people. It's lit, 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 lit. Thank you, guys. Yo, tell everybody where they can follow you. Where can they follow you and all that stuff? You can find me on Instagram at Annabelle Soto Wright. Annabelle Soto Wright. See you between the sheets, guys. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> that was so great. That's so funny. See you between you the sheets. You are so uh, awesome. You, you guys no, are awesome. No, you are. No, like you are. No, that was oh. so. No, you are. Oh, uh, you. No, you, you, are. You, 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 you are. You are. You are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, we've got some shout outs, some friends we want to say hello to. Hola, como están ustedes? Uh, who wants to go first? Frank, Jamie, Rachel, let's spin the wheel. I'll let you guys go. Mine, mine has to stay last. Hey, it's, it's that special. 
Let me start then. Uh, I love that. I love that. I love that. I know. His anticipation. I love that, Frank. Let me start then um, by shouting out Yero.com, the news and lifestyle platform for Latino men. You know what I'm saying? You got mad skills and killer content that keeps peeps a clicking. Let, let us know and you could be featured on Yero. Yero. So visit Yero.com to uh, contribute and um, to learn more. And Jay Ferns. Instagram, J underscore Ferns, Twitter, um, <laughs> Elon Musk's Twitter. And uh, that's that's all for me. All right. I, yeah, I want to shout out everybody that went to the Hive. Uh, I Conexion again. Shout out to Richard, who's be- been believing in my crazy for over 10 years now. Please follow me at Rachel La Loca, R-A-C-H-E-L, La Loca. Right. Please follow us. Follow us at We Are Latinos Out Loud. Um, and that's about it. I've got some stuff coming up, but we'll talk about it next week. Uh, Frank, the floor is all yours, hermano. Thank you very much. I want to give, give a huge, huge shout out to someone very special uh, for us over here, Sonoro. Uh, Metsi Hernandez's birthday passed by a Yay! few days ago. I want to give Metsi! a shout out to her and a big happy birthday to us. Um Mitchie had, you know, she gave us a, like, a beautiful um, introduction into Sonoros. And, you know, um, I always want to thank her for that. You know, it's like family. She made it like family. And uh, you shout out to her and a big happy birthday to her. Muchos, muchos, muchos más. Mitzi, muchos más for you. Ay, cumpleaños feliz. Te deseo a mi sí. Oh, muchos more, muchos más. Yeah. Happy Mitzi Day. Hi. <laughs> yeah. Well, Frank, that was certainly touching and beautiful, and it is fair and just. Happy birthday, girl. Um, all right, everybody out there, thanks for listening to the episode. Please continue to listen to Latinos Out Loud and listen to some episodes twice. I guarantee there's a new joke that sprouts every time you listen to an episode. All right, on that note, we are out! <laughs>